Come hither, my ears, who've come back for the end. Let us smoke to the present before it shall bend. For now if we focus and say hocus pocus together, we'll skip like a family of jokers. God split me last time, post-cautionary rhyme. My house, she did order me back into line. And so I left my dimension in search of contention, invention, intention, and red dead redemption. Contention I found above Edinburgh ground, and invention in magical fuel for the engine. The intention's impure, you'll learn that is the cure for the wellness that gels less with the redemption's bed rest. So, invest your attention, embrace our dimension, and soon you'll be ready for Ascension's deception. <laughs> you know something, listeners. It does indeed take true grit to smile in the face of a city poisoned by a chaos of its own making. I think we can all agree, my dreadful things, that chaos, in its purest form, requires one thing. Enthusiasm. Something which the people of this great city and others beyond seem to currently have in abundance. The politically motivated riots that quickly evolved into the trial and public executions of certain high-ranking government officials, then evolved into mass executions of the upper-class evaders, then evolved further still into random executions, forcing everyone to splinter into various groups of varying sizes for simple protection, further forcing them to compromise their principles permanently, all in the name of survival. What if that collective enthusiasm were malleable? What if that collective fear and rage could be concentrated for a specific purpose? The rabbit sin bat was merely the latest symptom in this collective outbreak. Zerzero and I were initially able to contain the seraphim in a slight variation of biochemical stasis. Being fully possessed can often feel like your cells are being replaced one by one at an immense pace. I didn't realize. Neither of us did. Just how immense and rapid onset this possession had become, thanks to the surrounding chaos. And so despite further assistance from other furious ones to keep the stasis field bound together, the field disintegrated, allowing the rabbit Sinbad to break free. The furious ones fought a good fight, gave all they could, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. I have always been fascinated by events that can pass us by. Events that can define millions of lives when traced back from the aftermath to the epicenter. And then back again. As I made my way through the dimensionally engineered undermines of the Devil's Heaven facility, silently slicing and dicing my way through unsuspecting, undertrained, hopelessly armored guards, the psychic feed active in both Kaya and Zerzero's minds pulsated in my inner network spreading around it, suffocating it, breaking my concentration. I could see in my mind, hear, and feel everything they were seeing, hearing, and feeling. My gift. My curse. No matter. Must focus. And there it is again. Right there. Not here. There. The trepidation. Would they survive? Yes, they had the freeze gun by making a deal with the auctioneer. One that made my future more uncertain than ever. 
But again, no matter. Focus. Would they survive? Would the gun be enough? Was it nothing more than a glorified fire extinguisher? Should I have gone off on my own and abandoned them? You didn't abandon them, you ass. You're making your way to the source, aren't you? The hub of the manipulation. This hub or reactor was powerful enough to rip holes in the very fabric of the city's reality. The nightmares are coming. Nightmares shrouded in half-truths and dark pale lies. The dimensional collective now sparking with fury. And I have to stop it before it reaches full capacity. Focus. A long, metallic snaking bridge situated above the reactor's gigantic drilling apparatus, tasked with burrowing down to the Earth's core in an only partially futile attempt to gain access to the ones underneath, now separated me from one of the exit hatches that gave way to the reactor's control room. Less guards, more doctors, but therefore a possibility of more patience. I had to be careful. They were the victims here. I had no way of knowing what percentage of these test subjects had been willing volunteers wanting to escape to the promised land or taken from their homes in the dead of night and forced to relive their worst nightmares on a constant loop for the benefit of synthesizing eternal purgatory for both the innocent and the guilty. This had to stop. Halfway across the half-mile bridge, the images from the psychic link plagued me further still. Mostly I saw the expansive skylines filled with billowing smoke and choked sliver as Zozero flew some of the civilians up and out of the blood-red carnage to a safe enough distance before returning to find more. Doing what he was made to do. And Kaya, well, she didn't have wings or a flight suit, so naturally she volunteered to operate the freeze gun. And although her body temperature was plummeting as a result, she was holding her own. Also thanks to the auctioneer's close-quarter melee attacks. But for how much longer? Thanks to the amount of man-made fire spreading through and consuming the streets, the rabbit Sinbad continued growing in strength simply by coming into skin contact with the ground. Kaya was able to freeze a violent, dark, pale wing here, a bulbous, pulsating, blood-stained arm there. But it would break free. She would break free. Jamie. Come on, Batface. Stay still. I heard Kaya shout, which, despite the pain, widened my smile. The exit hatch wasn't far now. I was weakening. I could feel it. Despite, let's call them, my additional levels of protection from hostile intent, the battle with those guards in my brief accommodation in this facility took a great deal of my energy. Trying not to step on Grayson's face as the battle raged on was the real challenge. But that was based on situational chaos and temptation, two things which can become increasingly difficult to ignore. Grayson, though, managed to escape in all the confusion metal and fluids, his perception filter and therefore cover intact, even though I wouldn't have left anyone alive who could have reported his infiltration. You never really know who might be watching. With Grison's temporary psychic link now active, I had an idea of how long it would take him to reach one of the dimensional collective entrances, 
most likely just beyond one of the basement exits around 40 meters below the torture chambers and holding cells. One of the upsides to the somewhat shoddy dimensional engineering all around me, no doubt stolen, or as the scientists in this facility would say, liberated from another time and place, was that I had the ability to access a crude recreation of the dimensional plane I was currently inhabiting relative to either my position or those with active internal psychic links. I had no reason to trust the auctioneer. None of us did. His superiors wanted me in exchange for his help, which, to be fair, he was providing beyond what I expected. The rabbit's in back was no doubt stronger, given the difference in recovery time from the respective physical blows and wounds. But whoever, whatever the auctioneer was, they were holding their own, enough to eventually aid Grison, as he no doubt led the final attack, whenever that would be. Not long now. A small bubbling wave of relief washed through me. Grison must be close. Hopefully his route from the holding cells will have led him to the nearby central train station, just a few minutes away from Nicholson Square Park. It was an uphill run from where he would end up, but my guess, at Grison's speed, ten minutes, with a war on the streets, maybe fifteen if he encountered trouble. It was up to me to cut this goddamn thing's head off. And so, as I drew closer to the exit hatch, taking in the terrifyingly grand design of the Undermines, I spotted exactly what I needed to set off a chain reaction. As massive as this place was, if the dimensional barriers collapsed, which all depended on the quality of both their components and installation, this place would be ripped apart on almost every level imaginable. It was up to me, however, to contain, or at the very least reduce, the blast radius. And so I prepared my calculations, and latterly my incantations, tossing a silver coin into the air and allowing it to fall directly down towards the reactor far below this increasingly unstable maintenance bridge. Full time to impact, 15 seconds. Reactor outer construction material? Terulium, Osmium's scary uncle. This should be interesting. Alert, alert. Intruder detected, intruder detected. Oh, come on, stupid cosmic coin. Always getting me into trouble. How long have I got? House? Is that you? Hello? Nine. Well, that's terrifying. House has many voices, listeners. I'll grant you. Eight. But that... That isn't one of them. Seven. Wait. That isn't sourced from my network. Six. It's... It's coming from above me. Five. Oh, this can't be good. The black, acrid smoke swirled below Zerzero's feet like a maelstrom of chaos and dread. In his arms, he held a terrified human. One of the few he had managed to save. The boy was shaking. Bleeding. Unable to hold back tears. Tears that ran down the angel's furious arms, caught on the edge of a smoke-blackened feather, and then finally dropped out of sight towards the carnage below. 
Half the city was on fire, all of its inhabitants' moments also burning. It's going to take more than tears to put that out, Zerzero muttered, not quite low enough for the human. Z thought his name was Jack to hear, despite the altitude. The angel looked down. Was his name Jack? Or was it Zack? The angel had heard his mother screaming something like either one of those names as she was yanked away by one of the many shrouds that were a simple side effect of dimensionally engineered chaos. Soul snatchers, basically. Entities that can't resist taking advantage of the mystical warfare on the streets. Like a pickpocket making a killing at an overcrowded marketplace. The shroud delivers the soul to its wrongful place. Wherever that may be, most likely the core of the Devil's Heaven reactor that Z knew was bubbling under the surface of all this violence. Souls snatched before their time and imprisoned in the wrong dimensions, just to keep some rich, guilty consciences out of their respective hells, shielding them from their most likely deserved purgatory, all the while releasing the very same thing unto the outside world, covering it in darkness, creating widows, widowers, and orphans alike. I'm sorry, Z heard himself say, addressing the child in his arms and every other person down there he felt he was failing to save, yet again. This has to stop. A hand on his shoulder, an older, war-weathered sibling of Zerzero's tasked with bringing all survivors to a safe zone a few miles outside the city. The angels exchanged their valuable cargo. In Z's case, of course, it was Jack, or Zack. And in the elder sibling's case, energy, in the form of an object, taken from the higher place, the real higher place. This energy was technically forbidden to furious ones like Zerzero, who hadn't yet earned his way back into their <clears throat> good graces since his fall. But to hell with them, the creators of the non-interference policy. The ones above didn't even need the power they possessed, and yet they let their creations below suffer in what they perceive as silence. Are you sure about this, Sazara? The Elder asked. This thing, this thing could kill you. Zerzero gazed down at the ring, resting on his slightly blood-stained palm. It glowed honestly and ominously. It wasn't sure about the skin it was now in contact with. Zerzero knew that much. You shouldn't even have this, Z replied. I know. They'll punish you for stealing it. Maybe even banish you. Again. They hate when physical Egyptology goes missing. Standard procedure for unauthorized access to any of the restricted archives. So, make it count. Take care of this wee one. Make sure there's a place for him at one of the safe zones. I will. I always do. Thank you, brother. Stay safe. 
Soppy bastard. You too. And try to contain your... fury. I'll do my best. I believe you will. Alert. Alert. Maintenance bridge retracted. Connecting sectors compromised. Well, that's just brilliant. A bridge that retracts from both sides. Oh, what shall I do? Four. Will you stop that? You're clearly not counting down in seconds. Whoever you are. You want me dead? Is that it? You want my attention? You have it in as far as I'm slightly listening. That's as good as you'll get. Three. Get ready, listeners. Here it comes. Red. Red. What? What? I'm busy. Busy. Shh. You're shushing me now. What do you want, Hal? Someone was there. You're really not going to like this. Would you care to elaborate, darling? Two. Shut it. House. Something's coming. Well. Now we seem to have a firm grasp of the obvious. A singular life form. Maybe. My sensors have never come across anything like this before. I'm pretty sure that's impossible, isn't it? You have access to the entire Dimensional Collective. Almost all. Whatever this thing is, it's blocking my network. Every time I try to access the information, I get redirected to something that my network can access, which is just about everything else. Currently, this life form is unreadable and therefore inaccessible. Well, looks like I'm going to have to do this the old fashioned way. Alert! Alert! Maintenance bridge retracted. The moon waxed and waned as the angel's fury maxed and gained. The piece of Egyptology now safely wrapped around his dark pale finger, awakening within him nostalgia. This is how he was supposed to feel. This was how he used to feel before his fate had been forever altered by entities unknown. Back when he had grace. Back when he had Real power. Power that he was going to use to crush this rabbit Sinbad to dust. Wipe it from the face of the earth. There's no other way, the angel said, addressing the eerie, silent skyline, now turning blood red. Descending a few hundred meters down, back into the war zone, he scoped out his target. His eyes closed in battle meditation. Duatakim Karen Elbishuit. Duatakim Maat. Duatakim Sa Astedia Alamuit. Duatakim Maat. Forced to fall. Created to catch. Not long now. Must protect the innocent. V? A voice in his ear. V, is that you up there? Stop messing around, we need you down here. We're getting fisted. I mean literally fisted, and this freeze gun sucks! It's better I stay back, Kaya. Trust me. 
Is Grayson close? He's minutes. God damn it! He's minutes away, and what the hell are you talking about? My siblings have done a good job evacuating the city center. Make sure Gray keeps that thing where it is. This won't work if it sees me coming. It has to see me as a distraction. What won't work? Z? Z? Z, can you hear me? I'm sorry. The fires roared and raged. The crackling sound of unforgiving embers almost deafening. If it weren't for the soul-ripping screams and the near-distant whimpering of futile self-preservation, or perhaps it was the high-pitched rasps emanating from the hungry shadows of the former selves. The guilty ones. They were monsters now. Desiring only to feed on the souls that remained. The ones currently running for their lives. The ones who wanted to survive. Who believed that they had the will to survive. It was a much higher percentage of the city's inhabitants than Grison expected which was the only reason he was still smiling. His true face now revealed. Closer. And closer. <laughs> there it is. And there you are. Let's get a bird's eye view, shall we? His momentum now built from the eight-minute run from the central train station. Gray allowed himself to leap just upwards of 250 feet into the air, rising well above the height of the block of flats he was aiming for that overlooked the carnage that was formerly Nicholson Square Park. He landed, knees bent, with a roof-splitting crash that he was almost certain scared the life out of whoever may be in the apartments below him. He stared. Scanning, breathing, listening, watching his love hold her own with the aid of the auctioneer. That wasn't the creature's real name, of course. If he came from an unpronounceable place, it stands to reason that he would have an unpronounceable name. But no matter. He was assisting, at least for now. Grison shivered as the sensation of Kaya's sub-zero temperature cascaded through his very being. Cleverly, she managed to attack the Rabbitson bat from behind, while the auctioneer attacked the thing head-on. This gave her the chance to freeze the bat's wings, preventing it from causing further damage to the surrounding area, and, of course, giving Grison a chance to strike, as she could no doubt sense that her love was near. Even so, he felt he should warn her to get out of the way given he had a few extra seconds before the Rabbitson bat broke free of its temporary, icy prison. Hey, hey! Hey! I said, hey! Big sexy woman! Look out below! Another leap, a shift into attack position, cane in hand, poised to strike. His dark pale eyes glinted in the rising sun, glowing bright with power, with purpose. And down we go.
has become applicable. For now, never then, the angel must admit this. It is time to hate it again. For the first time again. The love in his heart had done all it could do, and it was now time to pay. There was always a price. Always. A few hundred feet below Zerzero, the battle raged on. The angel was trying, trying as he always did to fight his dark side, but he feared it wouldn't be enough. Yes, the Ring of Wajet had allowed him to save all those in close proximity. The only beings that remained consisted of his siblings attempting to retrieve and deliver souls that had been wrongfully ripped from the bodies of the wrongfully accused. The ones terrified of their own monstrous form that had now been forced on them, feeding on everything dark within. Unfortunately, due to the amount of genuine murderers, thieves and rapists that were wandering the streets since the prison outbreak, the grumpy chickens were mostly on the defensive. The Ring of Wajet, however, could change that. It could turn the tide, close the holes in the fabric of reality, sealing the shrouds in their own dimension. It might kill him, but he was going to die anyway. The prophecy. As the Furious One clenched his right fist, tight, tighter still when the ring began to burn his hand, he remembered. He remembered the prophecy. The complacency of the light. Was this really it? Was this really the time to give in, to surrender to the darkness? So that, so that others may have the freedom to run in the light. Was it time to fight fire with fire? Yeah, 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 yeah. Down below, Gryson let loose an energy blast from his cane, causing green lightning to arc violently over the towering bat-like monster that he could see the beauty within. He preferred using stored magic when fighting in a battle that consisted of purely playing for time. Only moments had passed since Kaya had informed him of Zerzero's plan of attack, even though it wasn't much of a plan. Gryson could sense him up there, somewhere and was listening out for whatever signal Zerzero would soon provide. Although Kaya, along with Grey's help, had been able to damage the wings of the Seraphim, the surrounding fire was giving the creature everything it needed to regenerate, causing it to become nothing but more powerful. While narrowly dodging an incoming swiping attack from the ever-growing demon by leaping into the air and settling for a nearby lamppost to use as a vantage point for his counterattack, the psychic link reactivated in Gryson's mind. Grey. He put a finger to his ear, watching the Seraphim's every move. Ah, yes! I need you to get the Seraphim airborne. No. The amount of energy inside that thing, it could reach critical mass, and then there's no chance of stopping it. And here I thought you wanted me to keep it where it was. But, pray tell, what exactly are you planning to fight it with? There was a pause as Gryson flipped off his vantage point, 
traveling towards the Sinbat with gathering speed. As Kaya, who had no doubt also heard Durzoro's instruction, aimed the freeze gun on full power, knowing that this was going to be her last shot before she collapsed from internal hypothermia, despite the sauna-like atmosphere. The shot was aimed at the bat's enormous left leg. She hoped there would be enough power left in the gun to freeze the Seraphim to the spot, long enough for Gryson to jump onto the thing's back and entice it into the air, as was one of his talents. And there was just enough power. But unfortunately for Gryson, the takeoff was a lot shakier and clumsier than either Gryson, Kaya, or I'm sure the Seraphim had intended. It gave the thing a chance to launch a spiked elbow into Gryson's face, forcing him to grab onto one of the wings for support, which caused the Seraph to career backwards into the council fountain, with Gryson taking the full force of both blows. Ouch! Kaya exclaimed, shivering, but with a smile on her face. Her fight was over. She had never been brilliant on her own in the air, unless she was flying a cruiser through the finite curve. Were she there now, she would be in her element. Plus, as she fell to her knees, the cold gripping her every fiber, she reckoned she wouldn't last long up there, as it would only get colder the higher they got. And she was no angel. But Gryson? He was close enough for their purposes. He managed to hold on despite the amount of pain he was surely in, and seconds after the creature had recovered itself, still of course very unhappy about his unwanted backseat driver, they took to the air. Gryson blew a kiss as he rushed past at speed, and Kaya returned it. In her mind, Kaya could hear Zerzero begin to chant. She could understand the language more than she could speak it, but she could somehow tell that he was enticing it into the air. Out of the... <laughs> danger zone. She put a finger to her ear. Just remember to fall with grace, babe. Not from it. Thank you, dear. I'll keep that in mind. That advice was of course for her love, but for her feathery friend too. It was up to them now. Red. Kaya closed her eyes. Red, she said inwardly, having an intermediate level of psychic training herself, learned mostly by osmosis. Red! Red, can you hear me? Asshole! They always put themselves on mute. Z said she left me outside the cloaked entranceway to the facility. There was no doubt I had gone in alone. Why do I always do that? There were few emergency options. One involved contacting House so that she could direct Kaya to the nearest threshold, meaning she could get to wherever I was much faster as a shortcut through the network was more than likely. But her body temperature was betraying her, and so it was time for the final option. Oh, god damn it! Like you ever actually listen to messages? With accomplished warlock and excitingly pretty Come on. the dark pale arts seems to be unavailable within this current frozen moment. 
Whether alive, dead, or riding the line between the two, please feel deceitfully and spiritually free to leave a mystical message after the silence. Finally! Red, it's Kay. Just listen. G told me where it was you were going. He liberated one of my Scimitar speed cruisers and left it outside one of the Undermine's basement exits. It should be just under the main hub. When you get out, if you get out, just take it. You can pay me back later. Good luck, sweetie. As the altitude increased, so too did the sounds of the angel's prayer. A dark incantation that summoned the coming darkness in the form of a blinding light. The light of the sun that lies, heralded only by the laughing, bleeding moon. It was almost time. Pare areshum veborum en model telata seserimundo muria malayaka inferum perchalego pontefrianos. By the time Grison had translated the spell, and therefore finally understood the angel's intentions. It was too late. Pure they might be, but deadly also. The spell feeds on everything dark within the respective magic user. The ring of Wajet especially drains angels who aren't meant to wear it. Zerzero knew this, knew that he would be nothing but a frail wisp of his former self after this was over, but that didn't matter to him. Yes, he was being drained, fast. His love was being taken from him. His compassion and hope was being torched like a wildfire as fuel for what he hoped would be a single blast of pure, furious energy. Enough love and compassion, he also hoped, to deport the innocent vessel within to her desired afterlife dimension. Jamie at least deserved that. As for him, well, he wasn't quite sure. He was never quite sure. Only a few hundred meters away now, the angel caught the Sinbad's eye. It had no choice but to travel towards him. It saw the angel as pure energy, a boost in ego and power to the evil and corrupt, as opposed to a threat to the very fabric of its existence. That and Grison was kicking the ever-living daylights out of its back and wings, forcing it forward like a disobedient dragon. The angel knew that Grey was preparing his final kick that he would no doubt use to push himself off the creature and, as he always put it, find a way down. I hope you know what you're doing, you crazy bastard. <coughs> Grison shouted. Guess I'll see you at the bottom. As he said this, Grey grabbed both of the Sinbad's beating wings, causing the creature to splay out, giving Zerzero the perfect shot and himself the almost perfect pressure point. Maybe even further down, said the angel, with a slight smile in his eyes that Grison managed to catch, almost bringing a tear to his own. No. Get out of the way.
Red. Red. Can you hear me? translation thing since you can clearly count down somewhat accurately in English or why or how you could hold my time in your hands and finally <laughs> why you insist in shrouding yourself in complete darkness and suspending me in midair for dramatic effect are you insecure am I being tortured by a supercharged demonic penguin. Okay. Okay. Okay, that was low. But I do know this. You enjoy inflicting pain on those less powerful than you. And that's not right. Renchu. Rumuda. What do you mean, I can talk? I punish those who have wronged or hurt people for their own personal gain. Call it a hobby. You, you construct facilities to rip innocent people's realities apart and make them relive their worst nightmares on a loop, both here and out there. And for what? Hmm? Fun? I guess I could get behind that way of thinking. If you caught me after breakfast, that is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Before breakfast it is. Vuncha Mestedura Motokren Takna. You can't experiment on a dimensional scale. Unless you're me, but I have a very loud conscience, whereas you, you found the mute button, then lost the fucking remote. Chen Beru Rensek Mektba. The entire universe is your laboratory? Enneka Perantavu. And your playground. Well, that's not egotistical at all, is it? Oh, don't mind that. Carry on. What was it you wanted again? Access to the finite curve, was it? The restricted sections. Bua Muada! It's no one. Don't let me distract you. Kaya's voice pulsated through my network. I could hear her. She just couldn't hear me. I am always listening. It's nothing. I ordered pizza and they can't quite get to the drop-off point. Come on! Christ! 
Okay, okay, I admit it. There's more than one pizza. I'll cut you in if you deactivate the suspension matrix. I promise. Evada Morten Nadaruna. Today is not the day I die, my shrouded little big friend. But you might want to re-examine your outer laboratory. Ten Muvara. What do you mean, why? Alert! Alert! Critical energy buildup detected. Facility compromised. Stati Tuma! Because you had far too many variables, obviously. So busy enjoying the chaos that you assumed nobody would bother trying to rise up against it? Alert! Energy buildup increasing. Tabuju! That's my boys out there. Doing their job. See, you thought that leading me here would be a distraction for me, and certain death for them. And I can see where your thought train was going, but let's be honest. You're not from round these parts, are ya? And by these parts, I mean this planet, this dimension, this specific time zone. You turned up here and constructed, I'm assuming many facilities, under the planet's surface bringing the inhabitants down to you instead of just simply observing how they behave. Not owning the universe, just seeing it. You're clearly a magical being of some kind. Maybe you saw how the humans out there and in here that you're trying to experiment on, maybe you saw how magic has evolved according to them. And you, you decided to do something about it. I can get behind that, too. But don't you understand? You who cowers in the darkness. To humans, magic is everything. Magic is political, cultural, and social. Their language, their art, their very consciousness. It's not just about defying gravity, opening up portals to other dimensions, and torturing those weaker than you. It's what binds them together as a species. All the stories that you hear about the darkness beneath us, they're all true, and is more powerful than many things in the finite curve, even you. But did you ever think to look up? You saw the light as complacent and decided to move in and take advantage of it. I can see that now, the angels going missing, being turned into shrouds that later steal souls from the innocent and the guilty in a gigantic chaos orgy that will bring the higher place crashing down upon the humans expecting to be saved by it as their souls helplessly drown in the sunken place. Vunchin Makraduda Mukra Rudana Vunchin Makrata. <laughs> I know. How hilarious, but you reckoned without one thing, Cupcake. You see, I gave the light a few kicks in the face, and now it's gonna burn you up. Or down. It doesn't really matter. Alert! Alert! Energy buildup increasing. Evacuation procedures implemented. Suspension matrices will deactivate in 15 seconds. Venratana Funo! Oh yes, and I had House open as many doors as possible to heavily armored medical facilities set to fire at any cryo-dipped bi-weave their proximity scanners come into contact with. 
Hence, your patients, or more accurately, your torture victims, will be protected while your soulless guards and information extractors are, well, let's be kind here and say, taken care of. In an Al Pacino kind of way. Like you even know who that is. Alert! Alert! Suspension matrices deactivated. Huh. What magical timing. Not to worry, though. I'll be in touch. And down we go. <laughs> Red, it's Kay. Just listen. G told me where it was you were going. He liberated one of my Scimitar speed cruisers and left it outside one of the Undermine's basement exits. It should be just under the main hub. When you get out, if you get out, take it. You can pay me back later. Good luck, sweetie. Damn it! You and your friend.